Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast with me, Scott Chaloner. This podcast, just like the Leaders' Council itself, is all about recognising and celebrating those people who keep this country and the wider world running. We exist to give leaders a voice outside of their own organisation and to support them in the same way they support their staff every single day of the week. If you are in a leadership position yourself and would like to have your voice heard on the national stage, then please do go to leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Now, joining me on today's programme on a bright spring day here in the capital is Simon Severino. Simon is founder and CEO of Strategy Sprints GmbH, a management consulting and coaching business which helps companies gain more and better clients and comes with a promise to help double revenue in 90 days. Simon also teaches growth strategy and innovation at select MBA courses across Europe and is host of the Strategy Show, his very own podcast. Simon, welcome and thank you ever so much for joining joining us on today's program. Excited to be here, Scott. It's a real pleasure for myself having you join us as well, and hopefully familiar territory, of course, with you being used to podcasts. Um, Although um, in the world at the moment, as we're having this conversation, we're starting to see some signs of normality returning. We are, of course, still in the grip of the global COVID-19 pandemic. So I feel it would be remiss of me not to ask you to what extent this has affected you and affected your business. We had a huge cash crunch because our whole business was was around running large events, transformative events with 30 people, with 200 people, with 6,000 people, where we would be in one room and um, break through problems into solutions. And we would use, of course, the room and the music and the people and the, and the emotions of the room to solve specific problems for teams. From one day to the next, all events were canceled. And so we had a huge cash crunch of around half a million pounds from one day to the other of booked events that were gone. And so that was impressive, but it did not in any way influence the health of our business because luckily enough we were lean and we were adaptive. We will be we were built more like Lego than like Duplo. So the small parts could mm. be recombined quickly. In a couple of months we recombined our offer completely, sh- shifting it around the current needs of the real world that was in front of us. And considering that the pandemic has had a really significant impact on people's mental health as well, I do want to talk about that in a little bit more detail. Um, For you personally, how have you found it managing staff mental health within your business when you've had to sort of adjust and pivot to deal with the challenges of the crisis? We have seen in the first weeks of the first March lockdown, we have seen shock in, in, in ourselves, in our team, in our client's uh, world, in, in the relationship with, that our clients have with their clients and with their suppliers. So what we wanted to create immediately was a container to have this conversation around our shock, our feelings, and together finding 
more options for action. Mm. So what we did, we created a weekly mastermind. We called it Managing the Current Situation. It was planned for 12 Mondays to be one hour and open to the world, open to the public. And we had people from Asia who, who were running airlines. They were in shock. And then we had uh, people in California who were running consultancies. They were in shock and they had a cash crunch. And we had people in, in London and in Vienna and in Zurich and they were running different uh, companies and they, they were having different topics. And exchanging that had a moment of containment. So we could be with each other and hold each other's anxieties, feelings, and questions, and that was a moment of relief. And 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 then a couple of weeks later, the first unfreezing moment happened. So this this uh, airline from Asia said, "Well, cargo is going better than ever." And some some people in in London said, "Well, we have now a a teacher who is crushing it on YouTube. He's doing physical exercises." He's the PE teacher of the UK. And so so many moments were starting to emerge of uh, silver linings in the midst of the chaos. And this helped us. And, and that's how we moved forward week by week, supporting each other. And then everybody got more and more unfreezed, more and more creative. And now I can tell you lots of innovations that would not have happened without. Now we are in a very creative state, I would say. I think that's very right. I think we've seen innovation on an unprecedented scale and there have been some silver linings and some opportunities even in the midst of the dark cloud. Um, before we go on to that in a little bit more detail, I do want to remain just on the mental health topic just for a second because the effects of CEO burnout in particular are so well documented and that's in the everyday world of running a business, let alone during the global crisis. And it can be so difficult as a business leader to take a step back and maybe even switch off when you need to. Um, something you specialize in at Strategy Sprints, of course, is about how you can take that step back, work less as a business leader, but actually increase your revenue. Is that something perhaps you can tell us a little bit about? Sure. So one of the core things that we teach is that if you are a CEO, you have to move from star to galaxy. You have to let go of your narcissistic part, which says this all is impactful because of me, because it's just not true. The idea and the intervention, this is what makes impact. So the idea is the purpose, why you do what you do, what you stand for. This is what attracts people and why people are working with you. And what creates impact is the intervention, your tools, your techniques, your services. This is impactful. It's not you. So move from ego to eco, from star to galaxy. Recognize that whatever the magic is, you can you can teach it, you can share it, it will grow. And it's about the idea and it's about the intervention. So build, enable others around the idea to make impactful interventions. That's your job. It's vision, it's culture, it's hiring, it's firing. That's basically it. 
and enable it. So when you move from star to galaxy, many things happen. First, the pressure is off your shoulders. And that is a good treatment against burnout because now uh, some of our clients, they just work 17 hours per week and they run operations in 114 countries. They do many millions and they have five kids. One of, one of them has five kids and every time his kids come home in the afternoon, they go out there and, and, and go in nature together. So there is a way of having healthy organizations and it starts with us who run the companies showing as a role model that we can have a healthy life, a healthy approach to business. And this is really what we do at Strategy Sprints. We have a set of 274 templates around operations, around marketing, around sales, mm. that are blueprints for how to run a company without key people to be uh, necessary. If you have good processes, people can come and go into roles into processes, stepping out of processes, but the system itself is working. And that's what we help people achieve. Your business is healthy, is adaptable, even without you. It's a fantastic way of looking at it. And I, I really love what you mentioned about letting go of the ego side of leadership and understanding that even in your position, you're not infallible. And I think more than ever during the pandemic, there has been that self-reflection, hasn't there? That realisation that there's always something new to learn and a different way of doing things. And if we sort of think back on the last 12 months as a whole, do you think you yourself in your leadership role have actually learned anything from this whole experience? experience of managing through COVID? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This has been a catapult for my growth, personal growth, inner growth, spiritual growth, growth as a father, as a husband, as a friend, as a CEO, uh, as somebody who cares about our clients, about our team. Absolutely. So this has been a very humbling year that has uh, reminded me that we all serve one big idea and that's what we do. And then everybody comes into roles and shapes roles and also uh, grows out of roles. But it's about the whole, I, I call it the galaxy, the ecosystem. It's about the ecosystem and keeping it healthy and what can you contribute today? So I had time, because I was not flying around in a busy, frantic way, I had time to sit, and I'm literally sitting. Uh, so I don't have a desk anymore. I sit on a meditation cushion every day while working, because it, it grounds me. And I have time to think through the two main questions that every CEO has to ask themselves. These are the, the evergreen, the old questions of Peter Luca. And they are, are we doing the right things? And are we doing them the right way? These are the two main questions. And this year was a gift in having time to ask these questions for myself. Am I doing the right things? So what is my intention behind building a business, behind having global impact? Why do I do it? 
what is the impact I want to manifest and why? And then are we doing the right thing as a team in order to bring that into life? And then are we doing them the right way? The efficiency question. Should we automate, delegate, systemize stuff? Or cut? And even today, we went through them as, as a team, really, and asked ourselves in the team meeting, are we doing the right thing? And we went through four buckets, marketing, sales, operations, and management. Are we doing the right things in all of these buckets? Are these the right things to do? We run a podcast. Is this the right thing to do, a daily podcast, or not? Or is it just fun or fancy, but it's not the right thing. Mm. And that was a very important conversation. Absolutely. And that self-reflection is so, so, so important during a time such as this. And we're seeing so much change going forward for sure. And thinking about what sort of that future ecosystem, as you described it, might look like. Do you think that a more flexible working model is likely to become the status quo for the future, in your view? Absolutely. So the times of the big corporations and one office with hundreds of people in there, they are over. It, it was over 10 years ago, but now the world is waking up. Many illusions that we had one illusion being, if you fly a lot in planes, this is a status symbol. It's a symbol that you are doing something impactful and important. Now we know it's the opposite. The, we are badly organized and frantic. Having big offices and big teams and big corporations is not the best way to organize work. The best way to organize work is around the work to be done. And that is best done in teams of four, in very small teams that come together in order to accomplish a temporary task and they go apart and they find together and they coalesce together around the next project. So temporary functional work, it seems 15 years a better way to work, but right now the context is is there now we are seeing it. Many corporations were saying, Yo, I, I couldn't let my people work from home. Well, we we have just seen that it works. So the excuses are, are off the table. The situation is still the same, just the avoidance is becoming harder. So we are waking up. We we are all waking up because we are seeing what is in front of us because of all these uh, shiny things that are not there anymore distracting us. We see things are as they are, and we are all in this process of disillusionment and embracing reality more. Everybody in their context on a different level and in terms of different elements that they need to embrace more. And one is definitely that we don't need big corporations. We need project-based, temporary, trustful, impactful, creative teams. It's almost been a period of enlightenment for business, hasn't it, this, in the way that business operates and runs. And I suppose that with all of the knowledge that you have now, if you did have the opportunity to maybe go back 10 years, if any CEO had that opportunity, you'd be putting these steps in place pretty much straight away, wouldn't you? 
Uh, yeah, uh, 10 years ago, I had the privilege being a strategy advisor to, to the top 500 companies in the last 17 years. I had the privilege of always seeing things from the big picture perspective from above. I was always with executive teams, scanning the trends, scanning what's coming and preparing for it. So we started pre-pandemic to, to digitize. So in, in, in my case, I would do exactly what I did. I just would be less surprised. I was very surprised in March, like most of us. Mm. I, I would just be less surprised. But we were prepared for that. The internet is around 15 years now. Um, it, it, it's not a surprise. The digitization is not a surprise to us. The becoming lean is not a surprise to us. And organizing in smaller parts and in a more human way is not a surprise. I'm happy that now we are starting measuring the impact that um, businesses have. This will create a new shift around purpose and impact. And this is important for newer generations. But I don't see really surprising things or things that were not on the table. We are doing the same thing with climate change. We are mm. avoiding it, avoiding it, avoiding it, but it's there. In, in five years, we will say, oh my God, <laughs> but it's there. It is. There are problems there that are just going on in the background and eventually they grow to a size where you simply cannot ignore them. That's absolutely right. And just before we do sort of get on to what the future might hold, just because I am conscious that we are starting to run short of time, I did want to ask something and that's about inspirations within the business world because as CEOs, as leaders, as coaches, people look up to us, don't they? But when you're in that position, where is it that you personally draw your inspiration from yourself? I personally heavily rely on mastermind groups. So we run mastermind groups with around 50 people each. I am a participant in mastermind groups in the UK, in California, in Florida, uh, in global groups. I really get inspiration from deep, true conversations, from vulnerable conversations from from going deep in sharing what's not working with me and with my business and getting ideas from others and holding the space for others to share what's not working for them. This is where I really get inspiration from. I refresh, I reset in these meetings and I get inspiration and I give inspiration because we we are all humans and we are we have all moments of confusion of anxiety and if we share these things as CEOs who who can be very lonely at the top of their organization then we see that we are not that lonely there are thousands of us and uh, and we can start conversations together and we can hold the space uh, with each other and for each other so masterminds are where i get my inspiration from and I think it's such a good piece of advice to anybody listening in that might think be thinking of starting a business. Understand that you're not alone and there are networking groups, mastermind groups that you can go and consult and you can go and learn from. It's one of the most productive things you could possibly do, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it, it is also right now in this lockdown, 
it is a moment of connection and uh, of being uh, of being with friends, of being less alone, of being more connected. So especially especially this year, masterminds are really important. And just before we do wrap things up, uh, Simon, I do want to talk about the future, as I touched on before. Um, I know we don't have a crystal ball in front of us, but if we could look ahead perhaps to the next 12 months, what do you think they do have in store for you and your business? And what is it that you're really hoping to achieve at Strategy Sprints over this next year? Since we do not have a crystal ball, we organize in 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 three pieces. The one is the vision in three years. I just went over the vision 2024 with our team. So we have a big vision, a big hairy goal, and that is explained in on five pages. But that's the dream. That, that is not accurate. That is just the dream. That's what, what moves our forward. It is the star inside of our chest that wants to dance. It's our song. And then we have what we call the 90 days plan. We plan in 90 days. And these 90 days are 12 sprints of seven days. So for the 90 days, we have three goals and they have three numbers. And every seven days, we measure these numbers and reflect on the activity. So if you ask me for 12 months, I can only tell you our dream, the three goals that we have, and the current print course of this week until Friday. This is what we have. And so we will have 12 times the chance to adapt to whatever happens out there because that's the reality. We have only assumptions about the reality, but that's the reality. And we will be able to answer that. Whatever happens outside, we can react to it. And we will react 12 times in this quarter. And we will do that four times this year. (laughs) That's my answer to your question. And I think it's a fantastic way of looking at it uh, because we can't look too far ahead with any great certainty given the state that the world is in at the moment. Um, Simon, I have to say it's been a real pleasure having you on the show today and a most enlightening experience for myself and for the listeners. And I would certainly love to have you back on the programme at some point in the coming months as we start to see things take shape a little bit more clearly just to see how things are starting to come into form. Thank you, Scott, for elevating the conversation around leadership with your beautiful program and thank you for the chance of being part of it it was a real pleasure having you with us simon and to those listeners out there that are tuning in please do continue to look after yourselves and do be considerate of others because it makes such a difference in saving lives during this time we are almost there and better times certainly are coming I was speaking then to Simon Severino, founder and CEO of Strategy Sprints, and I do hope that all of you thoroughly enjoyed listening. Until next time, now that outdoor hospitality has returned, I'll be off to a local beer garden to raise a glass to outstanding leadership, and hopefully over the coming weeks we'll keep taking further strides towards normal life. We are almost there, and better times are certainly coming, but let's be careful about it. Please do continue to be considerate of others and look after yourselves, because it does make such a difference. Take care, everyone, and goodbye.